1: What
2: is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is, of course, sponsored by TickPick, which should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Striking Gold podcast and the Blue Wire Network. My name's Rob Letter. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks. And joining me for this episode is former co-host of the striking gold podcast but still gets comes on often enough to i guess own the close friend of the podcast title kp kyle posey of niners nation hello sir how are you doing great man how are you happy holidays hope you had a good christmas and all that jazz you too man i did you? i did have a good christmas it was par you for the course presents? huh do you get do you get presents yeah i get presents bro <laughs> i got some uh some airpod pros nice I got some new, a new pair of Oakleys. I new. got, I don't know, uh, some other things. You know, the, the old reliable jeans and hoodies right. and, you know, the shit you weren't excited for as a kid. But now when you get them as adults, you're like, hell yeah, I don't have to go clothes shopping.
1: What's crazy is, like, I'm the same way, pretty much across the board, getting those those usuals. But we wear them, like, right away, too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've already, I've already worn, I've worn the, I wore the the hoodie I got for Christmas like the next day. (laughs) Nice. Yes. Very same. And uh, I'm trying to think if I, if I left anything out, I got a Nerf gun. That was fun. My Mm -hmm. mom made the mistake of, of, she always gives us, my mom always gives me and my little brother and I say little or he's 30. uh, She always gives us like a, a gift that we can play with like that morning. Usually it's something that flies through the air and then we just eventually crash it within like an hour and it's done. But this one, this time, she got us uh, Nerf guns. So I was just walking around the house shooting my family with uh, with a Nerf gun. So I'm so a little do kid it. like that. Do you get any? Uh, do you get any standout gifts? Do you get gifts? um,
1: not not nothing standout. Like I AirPods, the same. So like, honestly, a lot of the same. What you said. I no no Nerf guns, but just AirPods, <laughs> clothes, things I need around the house, things that I probably should have gotten, but you know, they came through for me Christmas, so I didn't have to worry about it.
2: Right. Yeah, I got the uh, I got the girlfriend a, a an espresso machine for Christmas
1: and I mean, I'm not a big coffee guy. Are you a coffee guy? Not really. So, I I've been coming around just this last year just because coaching because I'm a walking zombie, but um outside right. of that, not really. How about you?
2: No, I'm I'm not at all. Like I even went through, you know, my my time in the military getting up at, you know, before the sun does constantly and I just never drank coffee and I probably won't start, but an espresso and espresso machines and all that. It's like real classy with like the foam on top. So maybe I'll drink one every now and then just to feel sophisticated and, you know, worth more than I am. But, um, no, not a big coffee guy, but she is. So that's all that matters. Right. Um, speaking of gifts, the 49ers gifted us with the, uh, if you thought their playoff push wasn't dramatic enough, um, they've, they've made it even more. So the old, uh, The old Jimmy Garoppolo has found a new and unique way to find the sidelines. Well, I guess right now we're suspecting he's going to find the sidelines. If you haven't heard and you've been in the mountains with no cell phone reception, roaming water damage, um, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his thumb and I'll leave. I'll, I'll, I'll send this over to you. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play again this season? Probably
1: not just based on the thumb injury, the way that they're describing it. Um, Doctors MDs say it's a four, five, six-week injury. Of course. Is, like, is that very similar to what Russell Wilson just came back too early from? So I'm not sure how similar that is, but I know Drew Brees had a very similar, like a almost identical injury, and he missed five weeks two years ago in 2019. So I feel like that's more realistic. But even so, Russell Wilson, like you just talked about how he came back early. Even if you were to come back, what, four weeks early, that's like pushing the NFC Championship?
2: Right, right. Um, So just to shed a little bit more light on it, uh, Kyle Shanahan initially met with the media after the 49ers media had reported that Jimmy Garoppolo was not at practice. And this is coming off the Tennessee Titans loss, obviously not a high point of Jimmy Garoppolo's career. Um, I I thought about having you on the pod after that game because I know that you would have just unloaded on (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, I kind of just knocked it out. And so this is, you know, this is coming off that Titans game um jimmy Garoppolo's is not out on the practice field then he tells the media after practice during his uh, you know normal meeting with the media that jimmy garoppolo sprained his thumb and wasn't able to go today at practice like that's kind of how he said it like jimmy garoppolo has a thumb sprain yeah it wasn't feeling good today so he didn't practice we'll see if we get him back on wednesday and then like after that you know it, it not really any more information was shed on it throughout the, the press conference, other than the fact that it happened on, um, on a sack. And you can go back and watch the play. Uh, do, you, do you remember the guy that was sacking him? Was it – I knew, his name started with an A, didn't it? What was it? I, I thought it was, don't I, remember. I don't think it was – I'm not going to guess the name. But So he got sacked, and the, guy, the way the guy grabbed him, it was on a sack where he kind of got spun around and slammed a little bit. Um, the guy essentially grabbed him by his throwing hand and threw him down. And, um, I've seen plenty of clips on it, but that was pretty much all we heard. We never heard about it after the game. And, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan said it, you know, it effect, apparently affected him in the second half, especially on that bad throw where he threw an interception. It, it especially affected him on that, <laughs> on that play. But once Kyle Shanahan was like, yeah, it's a thumb sprain. We don't think he's going to be able to go. We'll see on Wednesday. Then the news broke from your national media guys, Adam Schefter, Ian Raffleport that no, it was not a thumb sprain. It was a torn thumb muscle and a fracture, which is significantly worse than just saying a thumb sprain. So I don't know, man, what's your take on the whole deal and uh, just kind of how it was handled and you got any suspicions or just kind of
1: Kyle I mean, Shanahan it, being coy? I was going to say, it's just Kyle Shanahan just being a head coach, just being a football coach in general. So uh, we find out that it it is probably going to be a significant injury when he says, yeah, he's going to be reevaluated on Wednesday. So in like two days, he might practice. And Ian Rapport at first says he's going to try to gut it out, like Garoppolo's going to try to gut it out. But uh, Shen- or Schefter comes on and says that like 10 minutes later, oh, by the way, it's a UCL. So just all types of reports coming out, it makes it sound like somebody is trying to control the narrative and somebody's trying to get over on what Shannon said. Like, hey, man, not just a sprain, little bit more than that. So that's why I was like, hmm, and I was just kind of wondering, like, what are you guys really trying to get out of here? But, yeah, I think it, it, all, it all comes back to, you know, what's next with Jimmy?
2: I think that's – yeah, that's a great way of putting it because if you look at it from Shanahan's point of view, it would benefit him to play the Jimmy Garoppolo could still play card because either that means they – now, I don't necessarily think an NFL defense really has to put in that much special preparation for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, but – you know, they either over, over commit to preparing for Jimmy Garoppolo because they still think he's going to play or the Texans over commit to, uh, you know, Trey Lance and then Jimmy Garoppolo ends up playing, but you know, that, that seems like the card that Kyle Shanahan would play. Whereas anybody who's in Jimmy Garoppolo's corner that would have given that information to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport would be looking beyond the 49ers. Like they're saying, look. Jimmy Garoppolo was coming off a really, really, really good stretch of quarterback play. He had, you know, his first bad game in five or six weeks. And in that game, he severely injured his thumb. And, you know, we need to make sure that the NFL world knows exactly what happened. That way, when teams are going and looking at their options after this season, everybody knows Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available, whether he just gets outright released or the 49ers work out a trade. And the better he can be viewed the better that bad game can be viewed with a little bit of, of context of the fact that his finger was destroyed. Um, you know, that, that, so I guess you can see it from both sides, right? Like oh, why yeah, for sure things are going both ways. So it just all kind of seemed weird. Like I'm not putting on a tinfoil hat because I really don't, I don't care that much. I don't think it goes that far, but you know, you the never see- in mesh. It well, Yeah, right, right. It was just weird. Like, you never saw anything from it during the game. You never saw him put – you never saw him get it treated. You never saw him put any sort of a splint or a bandages on it after. And, you know, the fact that – okay, here's the ultimate, dude. Have you seen the people breaking down the opening of the water? Oh. Jimmy Garoppolo used to – He's his fine. Right what do you mean? To, <laughs> yeah, somebody quote tweet. So somebody – if you guys hadn't seen this, somebody posted a clip on Twitter of Jimmy Garoppolo opening a water bottle in the press conference after the game with his right hand and was using that as a, <laughs> as a way of saying Jimmy Garoppolo's is okay because opening a plastic water bottle is the same as playing football in the NFL. So if you can do one,
1: you can do the other. I love Uh, the internet. What a beautiful mistake.
2: I know, man. So we were going that far, but, you know, there was nothing on his hand after the game, nothing on his hand during the game. It wasn't brought up after the game in the injury report. That you know, obviously we're kind of talking about why Shanahan would have any incentive to kind of downplay the injury, which, I mean, Shanahan's already shown us on countless times that he loves toying with the media. He doesn't care if he's – he's brutally honest at times, and then he's purposely, like, like vague as fuck. Sometimes (laughs) he, he knows when to do what. And uh, you know, it just, uh, people were kind of just taking it a little, a little too far. I did think the uh, throwing in the, Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think it really affected him in that, that first throw of the third quarter. Like that was great.
1: That's what Shanahan has against. Why man? Like we get, you're trying to save face. We get, you know, you you don't want to put the pressure on the quarterback. You don't want to make it sound like it's all the quarterback's fault. But to go out of your way and, and name one specific play uh, that was pretty good.
2: Well, and and that's the one thing he said in that press conference too, or at least in the press conference after the game was, you know, well, there, those those interceptions were on more than on more than just Jimmy. And I'm like, I was telling you before we recorded, like I'm a pretty level-headed dude. I don't bust Jimmy probably as hard as I should. And I don't praise him that much. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm probably pretty level, like pretty even keel when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. But when he said, like, you know, those interceptions weren't just on Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sitting over here going, you no, know, they they were. <laughs> yep, uh, we they, have
1: eyes. We're watching.
2: They they were just on him, and and that's just the interceptions. Not to mention the the missed touchdown throw, the missed fourth down throw, and the other possible interception that should have been intercepted. So, I mean. He's trying to do his part to stick up for his quarterback, but it's it's silly. And
1: he it's has silly. been consistent with that; like he's never really been one to throw Jimmy under the bus, and not even when there have only been just like, with his body mistakes,
2: just with his body language on the sideline. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all timers always. Right,
2: right. So, what's your take on the whole deal, man? Like, what what are your thoughts on on Jimmy Garoppolo's injury and kind of where he sits with the team?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to imagine him playing a game for the 49ers again, right? Just because now we're – and we'll talk about the playoffs, but they have to win against the Texans. So if Trey plays well against the Texans, knowing that Jimmy is still like iffy because if he was going to try to gut it through this week, it's probably going to be the same the following week against the Rams. But if Trey plays well after conveniently having the best practice of his life of ever, um, (laughs) you would think that the 49ers would continue to roll with a guy who can actually grip a football and he just won. So that, it's tough to imagine, you know, Jimmy coming back early from an injury after we've seen that happen and it not go very well. So maybe they just put him on ice. And yeah, I don't, I I have a hard time imagining we see number 10 under center for the 49ers Yeah,
2: Yeah. You know, it, that's kind of where I am. Like it, it just doesn't, and it's not like, it's not like it's his ring finger. You know, it's his thumb, which I'm that no doctor. Everything, right? It's pretty much the most important finger when it comes to handling and throwing a football, and so it's not like something that he we could kind of just expect him to push through. It's really important, and it's on his throwing hand. If it was on his left hand, no one would give a shit and be like, "Dang man, that's gonna suck." It's hopefully he doesn't fumble the ball, you know, after on the snap. But it's not like that. It's it's really really significant so to me it just seems like it's time for trey lance and like you said he just happened to come off the best month of practice for a backup quarterback ever in the history of the nfl <laughs> and as the scout team quarterback and, and so now we finally get to see what it's about and, and i would say it's a you know it's a relatively soft landing Landing point for the old Trey Lance to jump in, but we'll talk more Trey Lance before we get into Trey Lance, which is what we're going to talk about for the rest of the podcast, essentially. Um, What were your thoughts on the, uh, on John Lynch's liked tweet?
1: Yeah. Fat fingered it at church, huh? (laughs) Get off your phone at (laughs) church, John. Very believable story. I mean, I could see that not actually being him, but there's no need to fabricate it. I don't think that's, (laughs) that's not going to help. You know, saying using the story that he did, like he could have gone a million different ways and they all would have been better than that one. Um, I don't think it's, you know, anything. Honestly, if you're scrolling Twitter, you're probably going to like something that's just funny, just naturally human instinct. And maybe he did that and he didn't think twice of it, forgetting for one second. I'm the general manager of a football team and everybody can (laughs) see what I do. Um, Perhaps that was it. Or just again, like it could have been anything. So I I really don't think – even if he actually did it, I don't think it's a big deal because any human who watched that game would not come away thinking, you know what? Jimmy's going to be fine from this. Yeah, like it was was not a good game. So even if he did, like emotions were probably running high. Again, didn't think anything of it. I don't think it's a big deal either way because that's not the story. Like the story is, um, you know, as we just talked about, will we ever see Jimmy again? And (laughs) like a month ago, Peter King – the 49 is are going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo if he keeps playing this way now after, like, his second injury where Trey Lance is the, – the only reason we've seen Trey Lance is twice now is because of an injury, which is the real reason he was brought in. I don't know. Time and time, stories and stories, nothing is ever – like, when it comes to the 49 and comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, why isn't anything ever normal with this team?
2: I don't know, man. It was weird. I wonder – I just want to, like, be transported – to other teams like maybe if like kind of like the matrix where like you could just have random information uploaded into your brain like i wish i knew the shit that went on with other teams as it as intimately as i know what goes on with the 49ers because it sure seems fucking weird here like it just it never seems normal and we always joke about the fact that even the off season, even in times where you think it would be completely dark the 49ers always give us something to talk about and To me, with the whole John Lynch thing, do I think it was an accident? Yeah. Do I think he thought that tweet was funny? Yes. But either – Who doesn't? Like, why is that – who cares? Even if you're a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, that shit's funny. He had a bad game. Leave him in Tennessee. Like, okay, that's funny. But to me, he didn't even need to jump on Twitter and explain it. Like, just unlike the tweet and move on, man. No one cares. Like, let 49ers Twitter freak out for literally eight hours. They have the memory of an experimental rat. And then they'll move on to something else, you know, like Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb being injured. So it, it was funny. It, it didn't. And it, it reminded me of, uh, I don't know who you know, Jake Haner is the quarterback for the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, Fresno State. And he, when the head coach left, he put in, went to the transfer portal and was is presumably going to go to Washington to be with the head coach that he followed here to Fresno State. And he decided to go to exit the transfer portal, you know whatever you have to do, the ant man stuff from 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 the portal the bracelets and stuff and he like posted this posted this video on twitter like apologizing to all the bulldog fans for. For trying to transfer and then not transferring, and I'm just sitting there watching it, going like, "Dude, you don't have to do this. Like, nobody cares, man. You you don't owe us an explanation. (laughs) You you know, yeah. And it's It's your Not not the same situation, but I felt the same thing with John Lynch. Like, dude, you don't have to explain yourself, man. Who the hell cares? It's fucking Twitter. Like Dave Chappelle said, it's not real life. It's not a real place at all, man. It's not a real place." If you so, swipe
1: up and close that app, none of these people exist.
2: I know, I know, it's awesome, it's awesome. So I, I didn't think it was a big deal. The tweet was funny. If you didn't see the tweet, it was just this picture of a dude looking in through an airplane window, and it just said, "Hey, John Lynch, leave Jimmy in Tennessee," and uh, and it was funny, and that was it. And you know, people made a big deal out of it, and even Kyle Shanahan was like, um, "It's John Lynch, man, who barely knows how to use Twitter." So. Right. And and Kyle said, "I'd probably do the same thing if I have a Twitter." That's why I don't have one. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I I can't tell you how many times I'm certainly not defending John Lynch. He, I don't care if he liked it. But you know, this the new like down arrow feature they added. Yeah. Like I've accidentally hit that like 32 times. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I didn't mean to like, <laughs> I no, have no idea what if, I'm
1: if you're just scrolling. You naturally you're going to hit the heart eventually. Right. Like, that's going to happen. Right. Like, that, that that's the not making this. Yeah. Right. So. Also true.
2: All right, so before uh, we're going to get into Trey Lance and all the beautiful things we should be seeing on Sunday. But before we do, we got to get a quick word in from our friends over at TickPick. You have one more 49ers game, folks. There's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the Internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. There's one more game left you need to get on TickPick. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. They're the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all the NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of your NFL tickets. If you don't believe it, and you can find a better price for the same seats on another site, TickPick is going to give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Like I said, the 49ers have one home game left this Sunday against the texans be a part of it get on tickpick.com slash gold as in striking gold and you're going to save ten dollars on your purchase of 49ers tickets again that's tickpick.com slash gold you're going to save 10 bucks on your tickets do it be a part of that last home game Levi stadium has had a respectable home atmosphere as of late um so be a part of that and do the damn thing All right, dude, so here's, I, I suppose we've uh, we buried the lead a little bit because what everybody obviously wants to hear us talk about is, and this is, I still need to, I, we need to preface this with saying we're still kind of assuming Trey Lance is going to start against the Texans on Sunday, and Jimmy Garoppolo will not be able to play with his torn thumb and fractured thumb, which seems like a very safe assumption, but the 49ers are so weird about injuries that, I guess you always kind of have to leave the door open for something you don't expect. But uh, I mean, just from the hip, what are your reactions to the fact that we uh, we get to see some more Trey Lance during the absolute midst of a playoff push?
1: Yeah, you would have never guessed. Right. Even like two weeks ago, even if Jesse Bates would have caught the interception, you still you probably were thinking well, this is Jimmy's show just because we're so deep into the season. You're not gonna over. You're not just gonna throw a rookie in there. So, I guess it's it's cool, but the circumstances, knowing that the pressure, knowing that he's probably going to be pressing, there are inevitably going to be mistakes when a quarterback plays. um, They got to win these games to make the playoffs, and that maybe that makes it more exciting. Maybe that you know will sharpen him up. It you can go in so many different ways with this. So I think that's probably the most fascinating thing about just Lance being under center because we don't know what we're going to see because he's played one game and that one game, he was probably dealing with a broken bone in his finger. Uh, He did not have his best player on the team. Um, There was a lot there was a lot going on then. And supposedly, as you said, you know, he's grown so much because of the work Mm -hmm. he's got in, in practice, which I actually do agree with. And I know that, so I guess I'll say I'll preface this by saying to begin the season, I would have started Trey Lance from the jump, knowing how they've handled it. I would have let him continue to grow during practice. And I agree with how they've handled that situation. So I'm interested to see yeah, if if the growth in practice, if the work in practice is really paying off. I think there's not a better team to face than the Texans. Um, knowing that how what they do compared to what the 49ers do. So I'm pretty excited to see what he's gonna do. I'm pretty excited to see if he's going to run a lot, if he's gonna throw the ball a lot, if he's going to push the ball down the field, how aggressive will Shanahan be with him? Um is he if he does make a mistake, will Shanahan, you know, dumb the off dumb the offense down like he does with Jimmy. There there are so many different questions that can happen with this, but um I really just wanna see him let it loose, man, not play timid, be aggressive.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really is like, you know, it's a must win game for the 49ers. Like we will talk a little bit more about all the playoff scenarios we are messing around with before we hit record. But really, for the most part, you know, the quickest way to summarize a lot of that is, you know, things become a lot more safe if the 49ers beat the Texans as they should. The Texans are four and eleven. They are a shitty football team no matter what they did against the chargers. Right. And, 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 you know, if, if anything, and you look at that game, you can say that that game happened at the absolute perfect time for the 49ers because obviously the Texans had gotten themselves to a point where they could summon the football courage to beat a a respectable team like the chargers, Uh, you know, in a way gives them a little bit more confidence, you know, coming into the, the home game against the 49ers. But at the same time, now you have a 49ers team who was already in must-win mode that but could have still maybe overlooked the Texans a little bit. And now you've got a Texans team that best beat the Chargers and the 49ers are, oh shit, let's make sure we have our I's our dotted, our T's crossed, and the players are, you know, you you see it all the time. Just players that just play down to another team's level and not including the whole Trey Lance factor and all this. You know, maybe that win against the Chargers did a little bit for the 49ers as well. And the fact that like, Hey, let's not fuck around here. Um, but Trey Lance, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wild. You know, it's a really, 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 really weird time for him to step into the mix. The 49ers are in a must win game against the Texans. You know, it's a great game. in the fact that it's against a bad team with a bad defense and given what we know about the 49ers and what they're capable of doing, we've seen them shit the bed plenty of times this season, but at the very least, on the offensive side of the ball, if all things were normal, you would expect the 49ers to drop 30 plus against against the Texans. But now you got to add Trey Lance into the mix, and does that make them more potent? Does it make them? Because here's the thing with me, man. Like we were getting, he did have that good stretch, and I don't want to take that away from him. But even in those good stretch, that good stretch, we were getting rookie mistakes from Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like some of the throws he was making, the decisions he was making, the mistakes he was making, the reads he was missing. You know, every it, game. It, it, that was like the only difference is how long they've been playing. It see, you know, if Trey Lance did that shit, would be like, oh man, you know, dudes, whatever. He's played in two games. It, it happens. But Jimmy Garoppolo's played in a lot of games, and he's been around a while. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to even say unless I'm just severely diminishing Jimmy Garoppolo's ability, like maybe there won't be a drop-off.
1: I'm not so sure that there is, that there will be, especially against Houston. So they're not a team that's going to get a lot of pressure. I mean, just what they do well, what the 49ers do well, matches up perfectly with what the Texans do poorly. And then if you fast-forward a week, Kyle Shannon knows Rams like the back of his hands. He's not going to put Trey in like a a position – where he well just look at how they they play with Jimmy Anderson against the Rams. So I don't think that's going to be too differently. Um, obviously, if you if you get to the playoffs, that's a whole other story. But Lance is going to be a much better player with George Kittle to throw the freaking ball to. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> Why wouldn't he next, be?
2: That's my next question on the notes. What just what do you what are some of the things that are different now? Even it could be the obvious things. What are some of the things that are different now versus when Trey Lance started against the the Cardinals?
1: I don't think that Debo Samuel was even the player that he is today. Nope. Back then. So, nope, I was going to say that too. Yeah, like he wasn't this guy that was – so sure, they'll throw like the backside RPO slant or whatever, but he's not getting these jet sweeps or even using him as a true running back. That didn't happen until like right around Jacksonville, I believe, or right around that area. So you have this super love, superstar Debo who's, yeah, who's morphed into a superstar. You have Kittle who before he was hurt – was not playing anywhere near the level that he's been since he came back from injury. I mean, you guys can see, you guys know his numbers by now. And then Brandon, who Kyle Shannon likes again, and he's actually <laughs> running routes. I think his emergence has allowed Debo to be able to move around like chess piece in the backfield all over the place. So like those three players are really freaking good. And I think Elijah Mitchell's gotten better. I think the lines gotten more comfortable. They, the more that they play together, you can tell that they're getting better. Um, yeah. I, I really think that they're going to be able to take their offense to another level. Now, he has to take care of the football. He has to also throw the ball. He can't just be dropping back, looking to, you know, if the first read's not open and take off. He has to play quarterback, and I think he also has to play on time. If he can do those things, I don't see why they wouldn't hit 30 points a game. I don't see why they wouldn't beat the Rams, even if the Rams are playing at full strength, again, because of the familiarity. But there's a lot of things that he does well that Shanahan already does, So again, if if Trey Lance just does the quarterback things that Shanahan allows you to, because we talked about this a little bit before we air on the air. Um, When you think of like the, the highest level of play from Jimmy Garoppolo over the course of his career, especially this season, like how many would we point to like, whoa, like that was a really good play. Like there's a good throw here and there, but there's nothing that you wouldn't think that Trey Lance would be able to do. So again, if he just plays on time, I think he's gonna be really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, you probably can't understate the value of what Trey Lance has had over the last. I mean, what what week did he play? What week did he play the Cardinals?
1: Like week it's like four five or five, yeah, five. Earlier.
2: So, I mean, that's it's been it's been ten weeks since then, eleven weeks since then, and he's got to watch Jimmy Garoppolo struggle. He's got to watch Jimmy Garoppolo play well. He's gotten all this time to you know sit down in these meetings and be introduced to the game plan. By Kyle Shanahan, because obviously, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is the one out there executing it. But Trey Lance has to know all the same shit, because especially when you're backing up Jimmy Garoppolo, 50 percent of the reason that the 49ers are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo is because he struggled to stay on the field. And here we are. And so, you know, and Trey Lance knows that. And he could go about his week to week, assuming that there's a a decent chance that he might start that week or or at the very least come in during the game. Um, So. You know, there's just so much. De- I'd like to think there was just so much development that's happened between now and then. Just it, it, every single facet of the game, of the position for Trey Lance. You know, and, and he. You know, you would have liked to have seen. You know, and and I guess the subtle plus is the 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 this injury happened. On a longer week, you know, that you would would want Trey Lance to get more than just another week because that's what he had against the Cardinals is, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt against the Seahawks, I believe it was. And then they knew Trey Lance was going to start against the Cardinals. So he got a week and he's only getting a week to prepare again, you know, in terms of reps with starters and stuff like that. But it's a little bit longer of a week and he's had the whole season to kind of do his thing. After a month of the best practices we've ever seen in the history of a backup quarterback. So.
1: And to be fair, like John Lynch was saying the same thing. Fred Warner brought up just like out of the blue how Trey had been you know carving them up in practice and even talked about his leadership. So the players are noticing, the general manager is noticing, and it does. You would think that he would be able to carve up the Texans. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested to see how it goes, man. But I I lean towards him playing very very well, just because they have really good players on offense and they have been playing well. The only time that they don't score points is when there's a turnover, whether it's interception, fumble, you know, or a drop, like those sort of things. But, like, by and large, they they have been very efficient on offense.
2: Yeah, I would even go to say is, you know, in in terms of what's different from last time, you know, Elijah Mitchell's evolved into the man, and he might be available for the game. Again, the 49ers don't have any reason to say that he's going to be. Right. uh, Until the last minute. Uh, And that would be a huge boost for Trey Lance because, I mean, with all due respect to him, I don't, I don't, last game he led the team in carries by like seven or eight carries. Not So don't do that. You know, he basically doubled everybody else's carries. So you don't necessarily want that. I don't have a problem with Trey Lance running, obviously. We never, never will, but you don't want him to necessarily double the rest of the team in carries. That's not, not sustainable, you know, and, and, so having Elijah Mitchell, you're going to have George Kittle. You're going to have Debo Samuel. You're, you know, like you said, an evolved Debo Samuel and an evolved Brandon Ayuk. And, I mean, one thing I was just going to ask is, if does the, does the scout offense, does the scout O go against the starting defense? Or does oh, yeah. the
1: starting offense go against the starting defense? No. So he's been going against the 49ers once this whole time. why does, that's why, why Fred does, what does the starting offense go against? So they go against, like, the scout team defense.
2: Okay, so they have a scout team for both – for both. I guess that makes sense. But I was just wondering. I was like, so okay, so if if Trey Lance's amazing month of practice has all come against the 49ers' starting defense, which we know is no joke, then, I mean, there's a lot to glean from that. You know, it's not like a, a pushover. <laughs> the 49ers have a lot of talent on defense. So if that has been the case and that's how they're practicing, then, you know, there's there's a little bit of positive, positivity to take from that.
1: No, I agree 100%. And of course, you know, Nick Bosa can't take you to the ground, which matters, but he's not throwing to Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk either. So if he's really making a move with Travis Benjamin or whoever he's throwing it to, then that's equally as impressive.
2: Right, right. So, I mean, it, it really, it goes beyond this game too. Like if, if Trey Lance plays really well against the Texans, you know, and then, I really don't know what to make of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, but let's just say it wasn't as serious as we thought or, or Jimmy Garoppolo really is going to try and gut it out. Jim Trey Lance plays well against the Texans. And then they're coming up against the Rams. Like the 49ers could be in a really, really tough spot because you'll have a Trey Lance that played well against the Texans who is, uh, you know, knock on wood, presumably hundred percent healthy versus a Jimmy Garoppolo. That's obviously got all that experience, but might be hampered by, a finger injury where do you go from there and then you know you can you can say the same thing if the 49ers managed to make it in the playoffs you know let's say the trey lance also played well against the rams we're really getting into hypotheticals here but i mean you could see how this situation could really evolve in terms of uh just getting interesting yeah. <laughs> and pre- presenting the 49ers with some tough decisions because I mean, what do you do, man? What do you do? What would you do? What do you What do you expect? I mean, what, maybe a better way to approach this is like, what do you see happening?
1: Yeah, I mean, if Lance if they score thirty with Lance and he's going to start, I feel like no matter, w- well, of course, Jimmy they they could say whatever they want to with Jimmy. So that's their They have the ball in their court right now. So no matter what happens, they can spin it to where oh, now we need this guy to start. Oh, this guy's going to start because he's healthy. So uh, now it would get tricky. Because, you know, if Jimmy comes out, well, he's not really a vocal guy, but um, if he says that he's practicing or if he returns to practice after Trey Lance throws for three touchdowns and, you know, rushes for 80 yards or whatever it is, um, that would be very difficult um, to take him off the field, even if Jimmy does return to practice. So that would be the only tricky part. But still, I, I, I don't think there's any turning back. I would imagine based on him getting a full week of preparation. So he was taking the the snaps in their bonus practice on Monday and he's going to take this, the reps for the rest of the week. He's probably going to look prepared. He's probably just going to be prepared a lot more than he was in Arizona a couple of months ago. So I, I don't know. I just don't see why it would be why you're going to take him off the field. So I, I would lean Lance and I, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season.
2: For the rest of the season and, and, and beyond, you right, know, and, and right. this is I'm also assuming this this injury to Jimmy Garoppolo seems like the end of his season. So even if the 49ers managed to, like, make the playoffs and then win the first round of the playoffs all without Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I don't think he's coming back like it just it seems more significant than anybody is allowing themselves to let on. I mean, the national guys reported seemingly exactly what it is. But it does seem like an injury that would be the end of his season. And again, if you're talking about a superstar quarterback, you're talking about a Tom Brady. You're talking about you know any of the top guys, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know a Josh Allen, and they had this injury. Then obviously every ounce of that that team's efforts would be going towards seeing how quickly they could get that quarterback back into the fold. Those, those teams also don't have a third overall pick chilling in the in the stable. So it just, you know, when you look at it the way everything has added up so far, and it, to me it was almost a bonus that, you know, I, I thought about jumping on the pod yesterday, but there was also a part of me that just wanted to wait to see how, you know, what other information would come out, how everything would unfold. And I, I you know, I figured we'd learn just a little bit more, and, you know, sure enough, we did. But it's just, you know... It, the 49ers just kind of are in a position where it seems like it's Trey Lance from here on out and we'll see what we get. And you know, it's in a way it sucks for Trey Lance because he has to basically come into the, into the, into the fold with playoff expectations. And then you're either you fell short and you didn't make the playoffs or you know you're in the playoffs and you'd rather not go one and done, but you know, that we're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, but at the same time, like what, if you're a true competitor and you're a true, like you love this shit, then what cooler time to come into the full? Like seriously, like what cooler time to step in and be able to start your story off with a fucking bang. Like, you know, you could, you could look at the positives and say, maybe Trey Lance kind of crumbles under the pressure or, and it's hard to even say that because this team hasn't proven it as a whole, hasn't proven itself a playoff team per se. Um, or, you know, you look at a story that Trey Lance writes where he just comes out and, you know, teleports you back to Colin Kaepernick first coming in against the, the Bears or whatever and just starts lighting things up, you know. So it's it's exciting, though, no matter what, no matter what you want to call it, it's it's exciting. And I'm looking forward to, you know, to seeing what we get because, I mean, fuck, man, we're, we're in, like I said, in the middle of the 49ers in like, for the most part, win now mode. And here comes Trey Lance.
1: We presume. Yeah, I I think it's safe to say that we can assume that he's going to be a starter. Of course, things can change. Like, football is fluid. But, well, there there are going to be people in your mention saying, hey, you idiot. I <laughs> grew up <a> the starter. <laughs> um, but, no, I think it's just about the storyline. <laughs> so, this can go in so many different ways that that's why it's exciting. Like, whether it's good, whether it's bad, no matter how people feel, I'm excited to see – how people react to how Lance plays. Like if he plays very well, will it be, oh, it's only because it's the Texans. If he struggles, is it going, is he going to have the rookie excuse or is it going to be because, Hey, it's the Texans. You should be playing well. What's the issue. So I think just, even if we just limit it to that, there are so many different ways that it, that it can go. But again, I think the 49ers are so well-equipped to beat the Texans. And I mean, We've seen it when, whenever, again, when they take care of the ball, when they throw the ball, when they run the ball, when they do the things that they're supposed to do, it is very hard to slow them down. And I don't think Trey Lance is going to, you know, hinder them. I don't think he's going to be a guy who is the reason that the 49ers start to struggle, even if they do play a playoff team like the Rams. And I think that's something, something else that's, you know, just exciting to see. If Shanahan takes the training wheels off the offense, if he is even more aggressive, if he dials it back, So many different ways you can spin it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with
0: The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
2: Right. And if you're looking at the Texans, you know, because this will essentially serve as our our preview for the game, they the Texans are, are exactly what the 49ers need them to be to to give Trey Lance the little bit of boost that he needs. Now, again, they look pretty damn good against the Chargers, but that's if you've watched the Texans throughout the season, that game was an anomaly more than it was anything else. But in terms of passing yards of games, the Texans offense is right near the very bottom of the NFL rush yards a game. They're at the bottom of the NFL uh, in terms of rushing yards allowed from a defensive perspective. They're at the bottom of the NFL, which that is really all it takes for the 49ers. Like it doesn't really matter how good somebody is against the pass against them because all they want to do is run the ball. Like, and especially if you got a Trey Lance back there. Not to say they're not going to pass, but if you got a shitty run defense, you're in a long in for a long night against the 49ers. And we've come to find out that it it does matter cuz obviously I think Elijah Mitchell's pretty talented, but it doesn't even matter who they trot back there. They're going to get like 5 yards of carry and they're going to enjoy it. And then you're going to have a Trey Lance that, you know, everybody has to respect any type of uh, you know, read play, any type of play action. It's all got to be honored. With a guy like Trey Lance, and the Texans' pass defense isn't that great, anyways. Statistically, it's the 19th best in the NFL. So it's in terms of getting Trey Lance, you know, hitting the ground running, as they would say. Even though MythBusters tried that, you don't actually <laughs> you don't actually run any faster if you hit the ground running. But um, it seems like a decent landing spot for Trey Lance to be able to come and do his thing. Whether he's running the ball, a running backs running the ball, Kyle Buschek, Debo Samuel. To take your pick man the 49ers are crazy um it seems like just a decent matchup for the 49ers and it's at home so uh just from a surface level here's the team you're facing standpoint it's it's a good place to be for trey lance and uh i'm man i'm just excited to see it and like i said maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves maybe the, the entire table gets flipped uh tomorrow when shanahan's like oh man jimmy Garoppolo is actually good uh, he, he was throwing today and he feels fine. It'll be, you know, we're all going to be like. Arr!
1: Right. But what I think is probably the, a big reason why it's good to get him in against the Texans is just like his confidence. If he plays well, just think about it, like for a young player, when they see that they can play like they just their confidence goes through the roof. And I think that would be a big deal for him and his development, knowing that I can succeed in the NFL to to see him get some early success will go a long way. I feel like,
2: yeah, and you're you know you would get early success against the uh, the the Texans and then go up against a Rams team that your team already kicked the shit out of them. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, and he saw that happen and he knows how it was done and he's like, I can do that shit. In fact, it's gonna be worse. You know, so it, it definitely there is a way forward that really kind of you know, and the cool thing is you know, really spinning it even further forward is if Jimmy Garoppolo's done and, and if Trey Lance can just capture a little bit of positivity from whatever experience he's about to have, you know, if he makes some crazy plays and, you know, even if he makes some boneheaded plays, we, we expect that. But if we see some exciting stuff from Trey Lance, all of that is going to be carried over to next season. Like that's going to be the talk all off season. We saw what Trey Lance did against the Rams. You know, we saw what Trey Lance did against the Texans. You saw what he did in the first round of the playoffs. They might have lost, but like that's, you know, and that it it could go the other way. You know, it it could obviously not go well. And then you're talking about damaging somebody's confidence going into what's supposed to be their year. But it Mm -hmm. also could could be something exciting where like that's what we're going to be talking about about all offseason.
1: You know, it's yep. just, by the way, by the way that everyone's saying is like, everybody's excited to see him like Lakin Thomas was on the radio on KMBR and he was saying like his teammates are excited to see what he can bring, knowing that he has been playing at a high level. So um, even if he doesn't, you know, perform up to this. So we have to remember he's a number three overall pick, so he's going to have high expectations. Right. Um, and, you know, the first time it was on a short week and a short notice, but I don't know if he's going to have that type of leeway this time around. But again, just the way that the people around him talk, you would think that he's going to play well, and I don't think that. So, Legan Thompson said he's very, very coachable, and that's the one thing they really like about him. So, I wouldn't think that you know a, I'm not gonna say like a negative performance, but like a, an iffy performance would shake up his confidence.
2: No, I mean, it, it, I mean, at least it shouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't hope so, but yeah, it's just uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, what is it? It's only Tuesday, huh? Damn, it's going to be a long week. Sunday's Sundays, <laughs> an eternity away. And I guess the last thing we should kind of mention um, is the situation the 49ers are in. So, we got on uh, ESPN's little playoff machine, and we just tinkered around with things for like 10 minutes before we hopped on here and recorded with y'all and. The, okay, so I guess presenting you with the easiest scenarios first. The easiest way for the 49ers to officially be ushered into the playoffs are for the 49ers to beat the Texans and for the Saints to lose to the Panthers. If that happens this Sunday, the 49ers are in, period. That's the easiest way. Will the Panthers beat the Saints? Probably not. I, I wouldn't think they're favored. You know, they're they're not a very good football team. Um so you got that. And then obviously the second easiest scenario, or at least the easiest to explain, is the 49ers win against the Texans and win against the Rams, and they're in, period. No, it doesn't matter what else happens. The 49ers are in the playoffs. But, I mean, I, I still don't know what the easiest way to explain this is. But if the 49ers don't beat the Texans, things get rough. They As if, they should, by the way. Right, right, right. The 49ers don't beat the Texans. It becomes a lot about luck, a lot about relying on another team. That's not expected to win, uh, you know, to win. Uh, and if the 49ers don't beat the Texans, it becomes really murky. I don't know what their official percentage would be, but I would guess that it's left less, less than 50 at that point. Um, and then that that also would still include them having to beat the rams on that last week of the season where the rams are still going to now things could unfold differently other teams could win or lose that that change this but it it's likely that the rams are going to have something to play for in that last week of the season you know better seeding stuff like that. So it, it, there's no, I don't really think there's a reality where the Rams are going to be completely taking it easy on the 49ers shit. You mentioned it before the pod, even if the Rams don't necessarily have something to gain you, do you, do you rest your starters against Kyle Shanahan who's beaten you five times in a row?
1: Yeah, no shot, man. Like I, this is my time to kick you while you're down. I'm going to take advantage of you and your rookie quarterback, but we just talked about, um, the losing to the Texans and what that would mean. So, the Texans, based on the money line, so even with Trey Lance starting, somebody who started one game in two months as a rookie and hasn't played in two years, the 49ers are still 13 point favorites. And what that means is the Texans have an implied win probability of 12.5%. So, again, if they lose to the Texans, they deserve everything that comes after that.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, it- you're really at you're really at a point where like if we can't beat the Texans even with Trey Lance then what the hell are we talking about playoffs anyways
1: what
2: you know and what are and we doing here there's always the miracle team there's the Giants you know the the the, the, the sixth, seventh seeds that that push their way all in all the way into the championship games or the Super Bowl we see it you know pretty frequently actually you know like it, it does happen and you know, the 49ers could, of course, be one of those teams. And that's why you always you just want to make it into the show and you never know what happens. But at the same time, I think being, you know, among the fan base, we know what this team is capable of and what it seems like they're not capable of. And, you know, losing to the Texans would be like, all right, it's it's as bad as we think it is. And let's just let's just pack up what dignity we have left and uh, and, a year. And, and start building towards 2022. But. The easiest way to, for me to explain those playoff scenarios is to your guys is, is beat the Texans. Because if they don't beat the Texans, things get real bad. And even if they do beat the Texans, Texans things aren't foolproof. You know, the, the 49ers would still need – you know, I'm assuming things aren't foolproof if they don't beat the Rams, which the Rams are going to be favored, I would assume. The 49ers are likely going to be starting a backup quarterback. It's going to be in the Rams stadium. Um, and so just kind of going by – that you know i I, do we favor the 49ers to beat the rams probably because they do it like clockwork um but at the same time the nfl world won't necessarily favor them so let's just assume the 49ers may not beat the rams uh with their maybe their rookie quarterback so you just you got to start it off with beating the texans and then things get a little little easier from there if you can't beat the rams but you know To me, it just all starts with the Texans. Like, do what you got to do there, and then we'll worry about the next week. The next week,
1: exactly. That that's the simple say. We can take it one step at a time. Like, take care of your business here, and then we can talk about you know what's to come.
2: Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's our job to talk about it. I'm not like trying to treat it like a coach, like one weekend at a time. But the scenarios are so you know intertwined that you really just, we need to get the Texans win out of the way along with the rest of the NFL and see who beats who. That way you really kind of know what's going on, but you know, the easiest scenario right now. And again, the 49ers could be into the playoffs by the end of this week. if The Panthers beat the saints depends. And the saints are a shell of themselves right now. We'll see how many players they get back from the COVID craziness. And you know, if the 49ers beat the Texans, Panthers beat the saints and that's it, it's all over. You don't have to worry about it anymore. The 49ers in the playoffs, but you know, okay. let
1: me let me stop you there. for uh, 49ers clinch week 17. They go on the road against the Rams. Are you sitting Kittle? Are you sitting, you know, Debo? Are you sitting Elijah Mitchell? Are you sitting your stars? But you still want to get Trey Lance reps, right? I'm not sitting a single player. Okay.
2: I would tell these guys, look, we are we are not good enough to to just chill. Like, I like and, that. and we have a rookie quarterback that needs your help. And and that's what I Waller, would say. Like you know, like it that's just, all you have
1: to say. That's a great line,
2: by the way. Right. I mean, it's like you would still have to trot Trey Lance out there for the most part. You know, I guess you could throw out your backup quarterback. But coach, like that is so much more of a delicate dance than people think it is. You know, like you can't just throw guys out there who have never been out there because, it, you know, everybody's a person, a personality, a, a face. Like you can't just be like, we know we haven't given a shit about you all season, but here you go, man. Need like, you know. Yeah, it's to me, I would just keep charging on like business as usual, you know, and and the fact that that new unit, because to me, an, a Kyle Shanahan offense led by Trey Lance is an entirely new unit compared to the exact same offense, but with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, like they need some time and some live reps to figure it out They do. and slowly evolve into whatever the 49ers are going to evolve into under Trey Lance. So, yeah, and,
1: and when you when you play backups, that's how people get hurt too. So,
2: right. What do you, I mean? What would you do? Would you do the same?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't think they've earned it. <laughs> is one way of putting. Yeah, put yeah it. that's but, a good way of putting it. Um, what I guess it's more important just that Trey gets reps with the people he's going to be throwing the ball to, working with as far as you know, handing it off to, getting reps with, blocking, just being comfortable with the people around him. So those are very valuable reps. That yeah, I wouldn't. Um, it's, it's just not worth it to, to sit them. Right. Like you can't play scared to, you know, four injuries like that. That's not how your mind should work.
2: Yeah. And I think the best, the best thing you said there was like, they haven't really earned that. Like you dude, we're like 10 and eight. Like, let's, let's go ahead and keep playing football and, and, and see if we can get a little bit better before we actually have to play really, 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 really good teams. And even the Rams, they're a really good team. So, yeah. And it's the fucking Rams, and it's the division. And, and nobody in the 49ers building wants to help the Rams out. They may have clinched the, the playoffs, but they the Rams will probably be still fighting for seeding. I guess there's a chance that they won't be. But Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to help them out and give them an easier path to success. So, I mean, that's the way I see it. And there there could be a scenario where that game against the Rams determines if the 49ers are playing the Rams in the playoffs. Seriously, yeah,
1: that's, you know, that's a good point.
2: Or, or it could be Dallas, it could be the Buccaneers, whatever. Um, But, you know, I guarantee you, Kyle Shanahan wants to play the Rams in the playoffs. No matter what happens in that game, he, he would like to play the Rams in the playoffs over, say, uh, you know, even though they're kind of volatile, over Dallas, that just dropped 55 freaking points, whatever it was, 50-bomb on a Washington team that forgot to how to play football. Right. And then nobody wants to face the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So, you know, and then there's uh green Bay chilling up there, but they'll get that first round bye. So have they, it's not like locked in. It's not yet. Is it?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think it's, I think they're one, win away. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause that would
2: put them in a one, one win away from Dallas or whatever, but yeah. So without getting off track, yeah, I and mean, there's there's not a scenario where even if even if they do clinch this weekend, then I'm not just going into that into that that final game against the Rams with with all my guns loaded for sure. All right, bro. I Think that doesn't, right?
1: Yeah, I think so, man. We covered, we covered everything. It all. Yeah, we it's we have to see it happen. Like Right. <laughs> and we can only go into the hypothetical so much. We can only, you know, project so much. We just have to see it play out and then we can really dissect it from there.
2: Right. Yeah, man, I'm I'm freaking excited, dude. It, it's I haven't I haven't, you know, gotten this excited about a 49ers game in a while. You know, even though they've been good games and we've gotten to see the 49ers kick ass and stuff like that. Like this is, you know, we're getting to see Trey Lance with shit on the line, and that's exciting. That I think is, this
1: is a different level of kick ass.
2: Yeah, it is, for sure. For sure. Good old Trey Lance. All right. Well, all right, folks. KP man, thanks for hopping on, bro. Of course, always. Appreciate you, man. As always, um, and obviously, I appreciate all you guys out there listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys are uh, you're getting excited like I am. You know, it's going to be a long week. It's going to be a slow moving week, kind of like kind of like Christmas after Christmas, I guess. <laughs> um, is that that game's after New Year's? Huh? Weird. That makes it seem even further away. It really like we does. Have to get, we have to get past Another New Year's holiday. before that game. Like it just that makes it seem even further away. So. Um, But, hey, the next time you hear from me will be after that game, Sunday evening, after whatever happened has happened. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your New Year's. Be safe, whatever you do. Um, Please do not drink and drive. You'll get somebody killed. Do not do that. It's never going to be worth it. Um, But no matter what, enjoy yourselves. And and I appreciate you guys for listening to Striking Gold. Uh, That's KP. I'm Rob, Striking Gold, and we are signing out.